welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome to Adam's Rib, episode 116, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in with us today. We really appreciate all your support, all your love for us. Like, without you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Like, no, but for real, straight up, thank y'all. Like, we really appreciate it. Without, Without your support, I mean, we really wouldn't be able to keep pushing through this ministry without it. So we really do, we really are grateful for all the love and all the support. So thank you guys. So our episode 116 is about how to be on fire for God. Like how, how do you, how do you just keep that flame burning for God in the midst of adversities and tests, trials, tribulations, setbacks, the enemy attacking you? Like how... How do you keep that fire burning for God? How do you keep your how you keep your faith strong? Um, and so, I am transparent. I'm honest. And this is an episode where Lindsay's going to be pouring into her sister today because <laughs> the season that I'm in my right now is like I'm asking that same question. Like, how does Jessica keep that fire going? Because there's just it just seems to be a lot happening right now, and I'm getting hit with a lot of things. And it's just so hard sometimes to deal with everything. And so, and still be committed and faithful to God and his word. And so, um, how do I, how do I keep the fire burning? How you gonna shrug your shoulders and say, you don't know? Yes, you know. (laughs) It is hard. It's hard to be all excited about someone when you ain't got no storms coming your way. And so when you think. When I, when I thought about this episode, I'm like, okay, how do you start a physical fire? Let's even start with that. So, you know, when you actually start an actual literal fire, fire, you obviously need some ignition, right, to, to create the flames and stuff. You know, like match, wood. I don't know how to make a fire, but you need all that jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if the sticks and junk, you know, catches fire easily, but it always goes out quickly. So you're going to need some extra kindling to keep that fire burning to sustain any fire for a long time. You're going to need something steady to supply it, like fuel, a fire pit, something that's dry and to protect it from the elements that could possibly, you know, extinguish the fire. And so if you think about fires back in the day, it used to be that fires were made to, to survive. You know, if you think about like Little House on the Prairie or something, you know, you literally have to make a fire to survive to keep warm, to cook your food. And if you're stranded somewhere, you make a fire. And so now we make fires for recreational purposes, right? You know, we go camping, make some s'mores. It's, it's much easier now as well to start a fire and to keep on going than it was back in the day. And when I thought about it, I feel like in some ways our relationship with God is like that. It's something to enjoy, but it's something that's critically necessary to survive. But we use it so recreationally. Mm. I'll be on fire when I feel like it, as mm. opposed to I need to be on fire when I need it to survive. And so let's just kind of break down just literally building a fire, right? So when you start a fire, the flame ultimately starts when you become saved and accept Jesus Christ in your life. So that ignition starts when you confess your sins and submit your life over to God. So now you can, you know be sort of saved and kind of saved, but just like when you start a fire and when when you know what's lit, therefore, 
you'll know when your fire, when your life is lit for Jesus. Because if that fire is out, you're not lit for Jesus. <laughs> That's why it's like, you can be sort of saved, not saved, if your fire is kind of dimming out, right? But anyway. And then, obviously, you got to be adding fuel to the fire. So eventually, if you don't do anything to keep your fire burning, it's bound to go out, right? Just like how it is in your spiritual life. So when you add items to your fire, the bigger and hotter it becomes. So in your spiritual life, that's going to include going to church, tithing, reading scripture, praying, and living righteously. So everyone wants to experience God. I think I said this in an earlier episode, but no one wants a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So how do you expect to stay on fire for something if you don't feed it? How do you expect your relationship to last if you don't feed it? How do you expect yourself to not be hungry if you don't feed yourself? Mm-hmm. And so then you got to go into protecting your fire. So... Um, you know, natural elements like the wind and the rain can put your fire out, right? And so there's got to be some barriers to protect it. So you got to put on that whole armor of God, and that's in, in, in um, Ephesians 6. So um, in Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God, and it, it's that opposition that comes against our spiritual fire. And it's, it's going to be challenging because it could turn um, the events in our lives upside down. And it could be targeted to attack from the enemy of our souls. So whatever the circumstances, it's going to be critical to remember that we are not alone in the struggle and that God is with you and he'll help protect the fire that he has started in you. If you put it there, he's going to help protect it. Mm-hmm. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13, verse 13, it says that he promised that for every temptation, he would provide a way to withstand that temptation. And so God wants us to keep burning brightly for him and he's able to... And he is able to help us overcome every force against us. That's why it's so important to have that armor of God that talks about in Ephesians. That is how you protect your fire. Anything? I could go on. <laughs> no, keep going. Okay. I told you you're pouring into me today. Well, it's going to be a short episode then. <laughs> I'm going to have something to say. Y'all know I talk. Because <laughs> I really just try to break down just truly the elements of the actual physical fire. That's how I thought about it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so, our faith and belief in God that he is who he says he is and will do what he says will what he will do is a barrier against the storms right that come into your life but on the flip side the lack of faith can cause that fire to extinguish so you gotta look at paul and silas for example when they were thrown in prison they did not choose to let their fire go out and choose they instead they chose to feed the fire in their life by singing praises to god and as we know the earthquake came shook the prison and then they got out and so you really have to think about your daily life like that. They're extreme. Their situation was obviously extreme. Some of us are in some extreme situations. I don't really know what's going on in your life. And maybe you do feel like you're in bondage, whether it be a spiritual one or you could be in a physical bondage right now. But you've got to continue to keep building up that fire and make it bigger and hotter. And that's how you'll get through it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word is, if that word is true, which it is, and Jesus himself uses the word when Satan tried, tried him in the desert. Yo, Jesus, eat this bread, yo. No, I'm good. I'm good, G. (laughs) And so the thing about it is, is that in order to use God's word effectively, then you got to read it regularly. If you don't know what God's word says and what it means, then how are you going to recognize when the enemy has lied or distorted the truth to you? So when you study God's word, you're building up your faith and strengthening the barrier between the storms of your life and that flame that God has put in your heart. And so you do. you got to go back to scripture. That is just how you feed that fire that you keep, you know, burning in your life. Um, so another point, you got to make sure that you have God's fire burning within you so you won't end up in the lake of fire. 
let's just be real, y'all. <laughs> because, I mean, we, we got a lake of fire that, you know, may be bound for some people in this world. And so the Bible says that we are in the last days. So I did want to point that out. And when Jesus becomes real, everything changes. And so that's how I think you keep that fire burning. It's not until Jesus, you, when you truly, truly see Jesus as a man, everything changes in your life. And for me, that's how you keep that fire going. Because if you're witnessing other miracles in people's life, it's like, dang. Jesus is real, yo. Let me mm -hmm. keep my fire going. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I feel like most people in the Bible that Jesus encountered or spoke to or touched ended up exploding with fire at their personal revelation of not only what he did for them, but for who he was. So, for example, you got the woman at the well, right? She was what? A Samaritan. Jesus was a Jew. In the Bible, the Samaritans and the Jew hated each other. It's like the Crips and the Bloods. They hated each other. Mm -hmm. And so... Jesus going up to this well. He's like, yo, give me some water. And she's like, Psh, but don't you know that I'm a Samaritan woman? You know, why you want water for me? Da, 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 da. She's like, you don't even know me like that. I'm breaking it down like to modern day. But basically, she's like, you don't even know me like that. I love that she does this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and this, well, Jesus is like, well, you know, go get your husband or whatever. She's like, I ain't got no husband. He's like, I know, because you, you've had five and you you laying up with one right now. That's not your husband. And then she's like, well, God, but you don't know me like that. And so he's like, well, if you really knew me, you would know that I got your water that will never run dry and that you'll never thirst again. And that is scripture. I'm not even breaking it down like that. He truly did say that to her. And so if you really think about it, if seven is a number of completion, the seventh man that she met was Jesus and she would never thirst it again. And that is how someone stays on fire for God when they encounter Jesus on that level. Mm -hmm. So that's why I brought that up. And the scriptures, anytime Jesus has encountered someone, spoke to someone, touched someone, that is when that fire just truly remains in them. And then she went back and told all her people, yo, I done seen this prophet over here that y'all was telling me about. Y'all need to come meet him. <laughs> and so that's just how that goes. Anything? That's real. Hold <laughs> on. Wait, first of all, I really, really love when you like make stuff modern. I love it. I do. I really love it. Um, but, I mean, listening to you, that's... I receive that. Like, <clears throat> I think part of the reason why a lot of people have a tendency to lose that fire for God and that love and that faith for God um, is because they don't see nothing. They don't see anything going on. They don't see anything happening in their lives or even in the lives of the people that they love. Like, they just don't see nothing. And so... It's almost like when you're going through that season where, and we talked about this in previous episodes, where when you're going through that season, you don't see anything happening, and you're like having that moment where it's like, where are you, God? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, we have a tendency to just like, well, if he ain't here for me, I ain't there either. Right. <laughs> and then, I mean, and that's, that's not right, but that's just human. That's yeah. just us. Like, I mean, and God still loves us despite of, go figure. Um but I think when we just when we get caught up in not seeing things, but I think one of the things that I probably would add to what Lindsay's talking about is or really just to piggyback off of that, like the experience that she's talking about, that that encounter with God, I think I think we're so caught up in what we can physically see. We always want to see, like literally see something. We want to like see that real miracle. Like that's why Jesus had had to come down as man so yeah. that we could witness and see how, how how much he loves us. Like, but, we have to see that. Yeah, but at this point, Jesus is not walking no, around no. the streets of yeah. Brownsburg or Indianapolis or wherever you are. Like, so how do you still have those encounters and believe in those encounters when he is not physically walking around here no more? 
it's because now it's about a feeling too. Well, that's why you got the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have to also keep in mind. Like, you're not going to always see something. Sometimes it's going to be the Spirit touching you or feeling you and you feel something. And that's just as much of an encounter as it is physically witnessing something yeah. happening. Um, and that's why we're filled with, with the Holy the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. because or really y'all might not see this as a blessing but it truly is a blessing in disguise back then in the New Testament you know in order to encounter Jesus you know Jesus had to be right there he had to go to the temple to pray in the Old Testament and now Jesus had to come and heal my son of blindness in the New Testament now we got the Holy Spirit wherever we go I don't have to go in no temple <laughs> to experience God's presence because that's why he died so his Holy Spirit could always be with us yes. and so really that should be enough fire but I know it's not so we can go deeper <laughs> I know it's not enough for y'all, but that really should be enough that he's died for us. And he now, if you accept him and you've confessed your sins, he's now living with you, mm-hmm. but whatever. And so, remaining on fire for God, it can be tough because mm-hmm. it's easy to be, to be on fire for something when you don't experience any storms. And that's the key. But how do you remain on fire when the storm comes? But the key is that if you're consistently feeding your fire, then you don't have to worry about your fire going out because it may be more challenging, but you would already know how to keep your fire going in a storm because you've already been doing this when your storm wasn't there right and your fire should already be a forest fire that it makes it more difficult to put out so for example when jesus talked about the two men um and you know the parable that he talked about the two men you got a man that built a house on sand you got the men that built a house on a rock the same storm came to both men but the house that built on the rock withstood the storm than the man that was built on the stand. That just goes back. Your spiritual house got to be on the rock of Jesus Christ, y'all, because mm-hmm. that is how you survive the storms. Mm-hmm. The storms come to everybody, whether or not you are saved or not. It says that in Scripture. It rains on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have the same storm as maybe that hooker down the street. But the difference is that hooker down the street may not have the foundation that you have or the fire that you have to withstand that storm. And so it's so important whether or not you want to remain on fire for God, you better if you feel like you're going to withstand a storm because the storms are going to come and you cannot stop it. You cannot run away from it. You cannot stop it. They're just going to come because that is the fallen world that we live in. So I feel like some of the biggest breakthroughs that you'll ever have is when you stop telling the Holy Spirit how to operate. We're really good at like setting these preconditions, but you'll notice that the Holy Spirit don't jump through no hoops for you just because you set these preconditions in your life. Because mm-hmm. those pre- preconditions, it can stifle your fire. So how are you going to be on fire if you say, okay, God, I'm going to be single for like a year, but then if you don't find me anyone, I'm just going to do something else. Mm-hmm. Don't do crap. Don't <laughs> tell God what they going to do. Like, well, shoot, what's the point of believing in them if you already got the plan set anyway? Like, how you going to God talking about this is what exactly. I got on my sleeve? So then when that year comes, and if you still don't have your Boaz, and then you wonder why your fire is burnt out on Jesus. <laughs> you just said, what's up for that, fam? Like, what the... So you were the one that threw the water on your own fire with right. these preconditions that you set for your life. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Y'all kill me coming to God with pre-existing conditions. Like... <laughs> He is not an insurance company, okay? <laughs> but you know what's funny? That's how we treat him. Yeah. Okay, if this don't work, I'm going to fall back on this insurance. <laughs> That's so funny. You put. I never thought of it that way. Yes. That's a really good point. You brought up an But I like the, with that, that insurance, though. Yes. Like God, God is not an insurance policy. He is, but he's not, if that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> insurance policy, like, with grace, but he's not an insurance policy. Well, if this don't work, I'm going to do this. No, we don't drive around looking for an accident because we got insurance. Why? <laughs> Who does that? 
I swear, if anybody does that, please email us. You know, just what I'm let saying? me know so, how you get through like that. You know, Grace is insurance. Oh, dad, you know, I, my car hits the mice. That good thing I got insurance. That's Grace. Right. <laughs> but you shouldn't be go out looking for this stuff. I'm not. Look, God, you got two years. <laughs> if this don't come through in these two years, I'm going elsewhere. People what? do that, though. People do yeah, that. I can't be doing that with the Lord now. That's too much. But you got to do some spring cleaning, y'all. You got to let go of bitterness. You got to let go of unforgiveness because nothing blocks God's love most than a crowded heart. Mm. Your heart cannot be on fire, fire for God if it's crowded with all these things. So do some spring cleaning in your heart as well. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that spiritual passion is ignited when it's being used to serve others. So you got to start using your gifts and talents to honor God and to help others. And Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, it says, When you become obedient to stop bearing gifts and talents and start investing them into the lives of others, then you will be given more to give. And so it's amazing how we all of a sudden can become on fire for God when we receive all these blessings. But unless you're helping others, you're not about to receive all this bountifulness if you're not trying to pour out bountifulness onto other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so real. That's real. I'm still stuck in the insurance policy part. That was great. <laughs> Plus, what I have will be on fire for Jesus. <laughs> you have anything else, Jessica Murphy? No, no, I really don't. That was amazing. And I mean, honestly, like, all jokes aside, that really was like, it was helpful. Because, um, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm going through my own season where I'm trying to, like, reignite the flames I guess you could say um, and it wasn't it's not of any fault but my own no I did not hit God with you got a year I ain't, <laughs> I ain't do all that but you know I just kind of got in my own way and that's the thing I think that's one thing Be it, we were talking about vulnerability in our last episode like be vulnerable with yourself and just be, be honest enough to say okay if my flame isn't burning right now it's because of me it ain't because God's done anything to you because God has remained consistent he is the same God as he was last year, the day you were born, before you ever made it on earth. He's always been the same God. And so I think we just have a tendency, we in our own way. We get in our own way and we we throw the water on the flame. We put our fires out because of decisions and situations that we put ourselves in. And so the fact of the matter is, you know, while you're waiting for that miracle, but God is really truly waiting for you. Mm -hmm. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for me. Um, and so you you really spoke you spoke a word today well I try and I think the more you experience God and his goodness and his presence then the more you tend to thirst for him that's truly how that fire stays there <laughs> the more you spend time with him the more you're going to desire him it's hardly hard to desire something if you don't spend no time with it yes. <laughs> if you don't really it's hard for me to about. like really know what you're about and know how much you're good for me if I don't sit down and experiences for myself. And so of course your fire is mm -hmm. going to go out. Mm -hmm. You know? So mm -hmm. so that was a very powerful episode. We appreciate you, Lindsay. Thanks I appreciate so much. you. Yes. But we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Check, uh, check us next week. And we will holler at you. Peace out.